For the past two years, I've been trying to convince myself to start a podcast. Because in this vortex of jump cuts and blinding retina screens, the human voice, void of embellishments, is so powerful. And I suppose I was afraid of sharing my bias with the world. These days, millennials can't use the affirmative without being accused of force-feeding their ideology. And even if we do preface our words with genuine disclaimers, we're suddenly meek, insecure, and undeserving of serious consideration. Needless to say, I did not want to inspire more hateful dialogue. We have so much of that right now. Instead, I want us to return to a moment of energy and determination, where we are still courageous and far from jaded, dragging our fingers across every surface, tasting each bite with equal attention, and counting the bits of leaves as they sink to the bottom of a cup. And that's why I chose to name this podcast The Lion's Bride. One of my favorite short stories is of a similar name by Angela Carter, but I did not want to reference tigers like she did. They're stubborn, aggressive, solitary, hold grudges. So I tweaked it to lionesses, which are social, affectionate, and take initiative. And for obvious reasons, I would much rather have a community grounded in the latter. In fact, the short-term goal for this podcast is to form a cluster of individuals that are no longer ashamed to be optimistic and openly so. That can look at one another with the immediate assumption that they can accomplish great things and, more importantly, are willing to do anything to see to it happening. So I thought it would be nice to share a story that warms my heart whenever I tell it. I just thought it would be a really great way to start this podcast and not just for the sake of telling it, but because I've realized that it really does bring a smile to other people's faces and is a really sweet reminder that there is still so much good out there in the world. All right, that is enough of an introduction. First semester of college. It is either every positive adjective in the Oxford Dictionary, or it just feels awful. But no one talks about it openly, everyone just pretends that it's Coachella's older sister posting cute selfies and pretending like they're drinking more than they actually are, which makes those who feel out of place feel so much worse about the whole situation. Because for one thing, you do not want to come off as negative to potential friends, you have to talk about the freedom and the excitement for what's to come. And secondly, complaining about any college experience feels so privileged. I remember personally being so angry with myself because I should have been happy, I should have been proud. I was the first in my family to go to college even, and a really good one too. And it was just my chance to rise above my background, really be someone like everything that you write in a college essay. But even if it's natural for you to dismiss those feelings, just don't. College can be really freaking hard. If you're away from home, it's not just homesickness. It's about trying to figure out the social dynamics as a bunch of different cultures just intersect together. And for those of you that are close to home, that comes with its own set of limitations. You have to deal with the reality of your home life and your new one at college simultaneously. And personally, that was what I was going through. College was tricky at times, but so much of my stress was originating from home. And it got to this point where I was so close to taking a hiatus. I had already spoken to my academic advisor about taking the next semester off, using it to travel, but not in the typical sense. I really just wanted to go to an underprivileged country and work alongside the people, not because I wanted to explore a different lifestyle, although that would have been rewarding in itself, but because I needed the world to slap me across the face and tell me how lucky I was. But it was just one idea. Realistically, it probably wouldn't have happened, but there was a morning that I was entering the dining hall, sifting through all of these different options, and I saw a familiar face. At the time, I was taking a Latin dance class with a total sweetheart, and although we had only spoken in increments, I knew that she would be fine with me joining her. But when I got closer and closer, I realized that all of her facial features were identical, but her hair was significantly longer than it was a few days ago, and she wasn't wearing glasses anymore. Yep, it turned out that it was her twin sister, her identical twin sister who also attends the same school. 
And naturally, I was so embarrassed. I had already started the morning weeping in a bathroom, a public bathroom, so supposedly finding company and having a double take instead was not my proudest moment. It just was not. But how she handled the situation made all of the difference. Any decent person would have asked me to sit down regardless, but after having the offer turned down twice, they'd naturally give up. But not her. This absolute angel spent half a minute just begging me to sit down and join her, which initially added to my guilt, I won't lie, but she proved to be the most amazing, most genuine individual that I have ever spoken with. She listened, she cared, she shared details about her life, even if they were somewhat painful, and although I had just met her, it was just so obvious that I could get everything off of my chest and she would not judge. Ah. And there was even a point, actually, where I was showing her my stamp collection, because yes, I used to carry it around with me, and yes, I do collect stamps, and she put up with that crap. She was everything that I needed at that moment, and to this day, we're still great friends. She met me when I was at my lowest, and was there to help bring me back to a healthy, positive mindset that I hadn't been accustomed to for years. Mm -hmm. To think that I was so close to giving up, just one hour-long conversation changed everything. I felt that burst of energy and hope that I walked in with, and it was just crazy to think that that's how it all played out. And no, of course she was not the sole reason as to why I was able to finish the year on the Dean's List. She was not the reason I was able to join a domestic violence project or join multiple e-boards for different clubs. But she was the one person that really reminded me how all of that was still very much possible. It's the reason why I have to refrain myself from buying her too many gifts, the reason I wasn't too heartbroken over the election results last year, and the reason why I shamelessly beg for a person to sit down and join me when the tables are ever turned. So I guess the message that I really want to drive home during this first episode is just that you will be okay, whatever you are dealing with right now. I hope that you are able to keep your head up. I hope that you are able to have a great end to the day, and I hope that you can place your fingers wherever they will fit. Bye-bye.